Hey everyone, it's Sambo Siddiqui, Mayor of Cambridge. And I'm Alana Mellon, Vice Mayor, and this is our podcast, Women Are Here. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. The sun was out and now it's gone. It's totally gone. Making me angry. <laughs> um, well, it's been a while since we've been here because we've been busy. <laughs> I, I don't know why it's been so busy and I'm sorry. To, I'm sorry to everyone, but I, what have we been doing? Well, one week was like a vacation week and like one, there's been long week. There's been like, I, there's just been stuff going on and we've, you know, we've just been had a busy, busy schedules. Well, and we have a lot of stuff to talk about today. So we're going to, we're going to get to it, but um, so, so much, so, so much. To talk about. Um, should we talk about that show we're both watching? Yeah. What's it called again? I always forget. Well, it's it's when I ever hear it, I'm like, is, are they saying Mare? Mare? But it's Mare, it's Mare, M-A-R-E of East Town. Oh, right. I keep thinking Mare. Of Mare of East Ham, like on the Cape, but. <laughs> um, Maybe it is. Anyway, it has Kate Winslet in it. Who, by the way, somehow looks beautiful, even though they've like tried to make her <laughs> middle-aged and frumpy and old and fat. And she's still so gorgeous. I'm like, she's not fat. No, they tried show. really hard to like make her not look good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're they're failing. But um, no, it's really good. It's on HBO. It's on Sunday nights. I it's about this like small town um, detective, Kate Winslet, um, and an old murder that she hasn't been able to solve. And she lives in this small town, and so everyone kind of is mad at her for not solving it. And then a new murder. Um, I don't know. I really like it's dark and it's dark. Yeah. And, you know, I liked the character at first. And now I'm like, oh, she's a little bit I'm like not liking her. Anyway, yeah, it is Mayor of East Town, East Town, whatever it is. But it's crime genre. So we both like it. But the hard thing is you can't like, if you can't binge it, it. you can't binge it. So it's like you have to be patient. I'm always forgetting that I'm watching it because it's just never on. And then you're like, oh, a new episode. It's like the olden days. Exactly. It's like, oh, gosh, don't want to go back to that. No. Um, but yeah, it, she's, she's, it takes place outside Philadelphia. Um, oh God. And the accents are so bad. So, yeah, I guess she's trying to do a Philadelphia accent. But uh, it's But everyone weird. else has a different accent. So it's just weird. It's weird. Like they either- just sh- should have just kept it simple, you know? Yeah. Just to keep referencing Pennsylvania. We all get it, but like, you don't have to have like this like, right, right. Super local accent. Anyway, it's very good. Mayor, mayor of East town. town. Yeah. And another show I'm watching, which I've texted you a few times about because it just makes me laugh so hard is the nanny. Um, with <laughs> like- Fran. Drexture. I was like five when it was out, but like, because it, it started in 1993. Um, so I, have, I was. You love 90s era um, sitcoms. I mean, it's a really, it's not watching. I'm like, okay, that's definitely a problematic joke. And like, <laughs> ooh, I can't believe they said that. Oof, there's like not one black person on this show. Like, I mean, it's very 90s and it's like, there's so many problems with it. But I'm just like, she, Fran, like the, Fran Drescher. She, she is hilarious I, I gotta say she is hilarious she's she's really funny from what I remember about that show but the thing the reason why you were telling me you're re-watching it is because I I tweeted a a, a gif of her treasure 
which is like one of my favorites where she's like, welcome. Yeah. Yeah. She's just, yeah. So I went down a whole rabbit hole and I was like, where are they now? (laughs) You know, for each actor and like, oh my God, Mr. Sheffield. It's just, yeah. So it's like 20 minutes episodes. And so it's been giving me some life when I'm like, I need some, some, I have it in the background sometimes when I'm working. Yeah, I mean, it's nice to, like, not be in the middle of a pandemic watching, like, a dark, sad show. I mean, there's something to be said about, like, just watching, like, something that just makes you happy. Yeah, and it's just so unrelated to, like, right now. Yeah, I had to stop Grey's Anatomy. As you know, I've been an avid watcher for 17 years, Mm -hmm. and I just, I couldn't watch this season because it was just, like, too sad. You know, Meredith's in a coma. You know, she has COVID. It's just too much. I'm just like, okay, I can't do this. But I'll go back to it. Anyway, Well, we have other news. Yeah, yeah. go ahead. Well, I was going to say the other positive show that I'm really excited about, um, you know, I loved Ted Lasso. And they just announced season two is coming out in July. So I'm eagerly awaiting that one. I have to watch that. I don't think you like it. <laughs> wait what's the show you, you were talking about like the, the, the capture oh that's another one it's like another crime show um in london just a quick like six episode show it's about um like how you can deep fake cctv and and i don't know it, it was really good it was like one one of those like um the top 10 <laughs> the top 10 shows that will get you through the pandemic like on buzzfeed or something <laughs> I guess i thank you for this i will <laughs> I will watch all of these. <laughs> Ooh, okay, yeah. I won't have to figure that out. I, I have Handmaid's Tale on my list, too, but... Yes, you, speaking of dark uh, and sad, I don't know if I can handle that right now. I'm like, I can't handle you. What's her character's name again? Um, God, what's wrong with me? I don't oh, know. What's her name? June! June. Oh, I can't handle you, June, right now. I can't handle you, June. <laughs> Oh gosh, but I do remember just quick story like when it was on and it was like everyone was, was popular. Like, um, I was saying to some friends, like, we would do the sayings. What are the sayings? Like, oh, blessed be, let the Lord open. Yeah, you should start, start council meetings that way. <laughs> I really should Maybe. see if anyone knows this. <laughs> you know, no one would. <laughs> anyway. All right. Okay, so where are we? Where are we? So we have some big news that we haven't had a podcast since this announcement went through, but here it is. Uh, before we get into all the COVID and all the other stuff, we wanted to share uh, news about Cambridge Rise, and Cambridge Rise is uh, stands for Current Income for Success and Empowerment, and we both, along with so many partners, have been working on this really around the clock, around the clock. And it's been something really that we've both really enjoyed working on through, you know, the last many months. And essentially, um, if you haven't heard, uh, we will be conducting an 18 month guaranteed income pilot uh, project for single caretaker households, which will provide $500 in recurring monthly payments to 120 um, or, or so residents uh you know and so it, it, it's it's that's the pilot we have a lot of funders <laughs> um a lot of individual philanthropic foundations businesses our universities shout out to mit and harvard um you know the boston foundation obviously our key partner in all of this work is the cambridge community 
foundation as well and alongside many nonprofits. Uh, so it's all through the a partnership also with the Mayors for Guaranteed Income, which uh, started in June and I joined them in, in, in the fall. Uh, and then, you know, we, we just have been working nonstop on this project. So we're excited to uh, share the details and there's a lot more in the works. Yeah, it's been, I think he's, I think that's why we're so tired. It's been working <laughs> around the clock um, and, you know, included in that work is Councillor McGovern, who has been um, a partner with us as well um, with Just to Start Homeowner, uh, Cambridge Housing Authority. Um, and like you said, shout out to Harvard and MIT who really, really came through with some, some pretty big dollars to make sure that this happens. And I'm really excited um, that we're joining Mayors for a Guaranteed Income. Uh, I think what will happen is there's about, there's over 40 mayors that have signed on that they will um, pilot a guaranteed income in their own community. And all of the data will all be collected by the same um, research organization at, at Penn, uh, the Center for Guaranteed Income. And all of that data will help inform a possible federal program um, of guaranteed income. So this is like us, Cambridge, getting in on the ground floor of really being part of a, a movement uh, around what would it look like if you just gave people money, uh, unrestricted dollars each and every month um, for a significant period of time, what would happen? And um, we have seen that uh, in Stockton, California, their, their program, SEED, they um, just released their findings in, in March. And the, you know, I think the reporting, the data really shows, right? Mental health goes up, stability of families goes up. Um, just that even moving from part-time employment to full-time employment went up as compared to the con control group. And for me, um, you know, this, this particular project and pilot project is really personal, right? Because I was raised by a single mom and um, you know, I really watched her struggle to pay the bills. I watched her struggle to raise my brother and I, who my brother um, had a chronic health problem um, since he was born. And that was like on top of, on top of us really being, living in poverty, like having complicated medical bills was something that really weighed on my mom a lot. And, you know, when I first told her about this program, um, that, we would be giving single parents, single caretakers $500 a month for a year and a half. She got really choked up and just said, you know, that would have helped so much. That would have, I could have been a totally different mom um, to you guys. And for me, um, just knowing how we grew up and knowing how much our single caretakers really struggle and knowing how many we have in the city that are um, living below the poverty line and how many of, of our single caretakers are are from the black and brown communities. It just feel, felt like an imperative for us to really center and support that vulnerable population um, in our community. So it's really an exciting thing that we're doing. I think it's really, um, it's a positive thing that we're doing. We're really thinking about this as, you know, we've got the COVID-19 vaccine and really thinking about this as being um, the financial vaccine that people need. Um, and I'm, I'm excited to get it up and off the ground. We, we announced it uh, a couple of weeks ago and then um, we're starting, we're gonna hire someone to take on the program management. Applications will go out um, early 
summer. And then we hope to do the first disbursement to, to families uh, in August. So it's all happening really fast. We will definitely have more as it comes, but um, really I, I can't say enough about the dedication of, of our mayor right now who has dedicated so much of her time to, to putting this together. I, I'm only on like half the meetings I feel like you're on and um, <laughs> I, I don't even know how you're doing other things. And shout out to your chief of staff, Madeline, who uh, has really been herding cats since, since this started like early, you know, in early January. Yeah, I was just gonna say definitely Madeline McCormick. She's just been my right arm in all this work, and um, we're really we're really excited to be like the first kind of um, pilot of the sort um, in New England. Really, uh, that's what Cambridge, Massachusetts. Cambridge Massachusetts, baby. <laughs> yeah, so we've been really, really, really busy um, with that. Uh, but there's a lot of other things going on. Uh, we have a lot to share about COVID. Ilana, you want to go ahead? Yeah, so Monday night, we um, we had a COVID update at our city council meeting. We continue to see a really positive trend in those decreases of new cases of COVID. One day last week, only had one new case, which was really amazing. I, I kept looking at the number like one, it was just one. <laughs> but our, our overall positivity rate has also continued to drop and our vaccine uptake in the city is higher than the state average. Also, we continue to vaccinate more Black and Hispanic residents at a higher rate than the state, which is really, I think, attributable to our outreach and vaccine accessibility uh, targeted to these groups. Cambridge has returned to a low-risk green community designation by the Commonwealth, uh, according to the May 6th report, and I think it's been since last summer that we were in the green, according to the state. Our positivity, our percent positivity dropped to 0.32%. Uh, for the past week ending on Saturday, March 1st. There were 66 new confirmed cases among Cambridge residents, which really translates to an average around 9.4 new confirmed cases a day or 7.9 cases per 100,000 residents. New infections among residents dropped dramatically over the last two weeks in April compared to the first half of the month um, with a more than 50% decrease in new confirmed cases. So there's a lot of good news there. People in Cambridge are really stepping up to the plate, um, getting those vaccinations and really continuing to wear their masks and socially distance, um, which is really great. Thanks to everybody for doing that. Yeah, definitely. Thank you. And we also have some news on the mass vaccination sites that will be open for walk-ups beginning Monday, May 10th. Uh, so six of the Commonwealth's mass vaccination sites. Um, and this is Heinz Convention Center, Reggie Lewis Center in Roxbury, the Doubletree in Danvers, the, the former Circuit City in Dartmouth, the East Field Mall in Springfield and the Natick Mall. You can go to VaxFinder to, uh, online to find a location near them and plan. Um, and uh, the, there's gonna be over 500 locations um, have opened uh, on VaxFinder uh, itself. And we have the Federal Retail Pharmacy Partnership Program for COVID-19. Um, also happening. So people will also soon be able to get vaccinated without an appointment at the vast majority of the 40,000 pharmacy locations. Um, and so, you know, that's Walgreens, CVS, and other local pharmacy locations. So that's really, you know, really big news. And you can actually go to a simple website, um, vaccines.gov. And if you prefer texting, individuals can text your zip code to 438829. 
and you'll get a text back with the locations nearest you with vaccines in stock. Um, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's great. Yeah. I mean, actually I saw this week that the, the 389 locations of CVS, uh, have already begun to take in walk-ins. Yeah. So crazy. I, I feel like since January, I've actually personally made hundreds of vaccine appointments for residents when they were so scarce and you had to like, you know, do all this crazy stuff to get even one appointment. So it's so wild to me to see, you know, when you go onto a website, multiple days and time slots, and you can just kind of be leisurely and, and pick, you know, you're like, oh, that one's not close enough to me. It's, you know, only it's 15 minutes away. I want this one that's like seven minutes mm-hmm. away. I mean, I, I knew that we would get to this point at some point. It feels point. good. It feels so good to just, you know, like I was, um, I was actually at the site in North Cambridge today um, and just like, just watching people just walk in, they don't have an appointment and they just got their J and J vaccination shot and boom, they're just done. It's, it's exciting to see. I just never really thought we would get to this place, especially not, you know, early May. Yeah, no, it's amazing. And I'm actually, I'm heading there tonight for their afternoon, um, uh, afternoon shift. And I remember the first one of those a few weeks ago. Um, and, you know, shout out to Marjorie Decker, who really helped me get some of the vaccines um, for the local clinics, uh, uh, for Reservoir Church and so forth. But it's been it's been amazing to see. And it's I think residents are so um, appreciative of just being able to go and, and get get the get the vaccines. There was a little bit of hold up too, as we know. And this happened like what, a few weeks ago about J&J. Um, but we're seeing more J&J um, happening and so and people taking J&J. So that's really good. Um, and yeah, you know, it was kind of Hunger Games in the beginning. Oh, my God. Like our, our, both our offices were just like, you know, tag teaming and like, do this one, do this, you know, <laughs> so, you know, it, 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 it all uh, worked out. But yeah, as of May, 62, as of May 4th, uh, 62% of Cambridge residents have received at least one dose of the vaccine and 38% of percent of residents are fully um, vaccinated. So um, that's really amazing. So the Cambridge Pandemic Collaborative um, has been, uh, which includes health, fire, police, and pro-EMS, they've been administering vaccines since early January. Um, and as of May 1st, a total of uh, 3,662 people have had received at least one dose um, uh, of Moderna or the single shot J&J vaccine at the city run clinics. So that's really you know, awesome news. We've also been doing um, you know, homebound vaccination uh, and that concluded with about 104 uh, individuals receiving a J&J. Um, and as I said, we, we, uh, the community vaccination clinics took a little pause, but they resumed on April 29th with additional clinics that are happening that happened on May 1st and happened May 4th. And there's one tonight uh, to, until four, eight, four to 8 uh, p.m. So a lot of good news uh, on the vaccine front. And, uh, you know, I think as now Pfizer becomes available to kids um, and all the uh, end of the fall, we'll be seeing hopefully more clinics and hopefully on-site clinics at the high school and other places. Yeah, I'm actually eagerly awaiting the um, emergency youth authorization for Pfizer 
because I have a 13 year old. Yeah. She's the last one in our household um, to, to be vaccinated. So I, every day I wake up, I'm like, when is it going to happen? So yes, lots of good news on the vaccine front, but there's lots of other news happening here in the city. So this week and next week, we have our fiscal year 22 budget hearings. So they're Tuesday the 11th and then the following Tuesday the 18th. And then we also have a school budget hearing. I'm not, actually don't have the date written down, but it's sometime in the next two weeks. The budget is online and it actually contains a message from the city manager and you, Sumbul, that outline where the city has directed urgent funding to community members, nonprofits, our business community through a housing stabilization fund and grants and zero interest loan programs, as well as additional funds for schools. We also waived so many fees to support our business community as we know how much they've struggled to stay afloat during these really incredible times. So. Um, I found that letter to be really helpful and we're organizing um, my thoughts around, you know, what did the city do for the last 15 months? Cause it just felt like we were just going, going, going and um, running, running, running. And it was really nice to see everything in one spot. So thank you for putting that together with the manager and that's right online. Everyone can see that. Yeah. And, you know, as, as we all know, we've done a lot of innovative things like, you know, creating a restaurant meals program for our homeless shelters and providers uh, which both fed our homeless residents and also supported our local restaurants, you know, providing seven-day-a-week testing, free um, COVID testing uh, to all residents of Danvers, something I'm re just, you know, really proud of. Um, and COVID testing, you know, we, we brought it to 364 Rinjav and 402 Rinjav, and, you know, we brought it um, to affordable housing uh, through senior buildings, through Cambridge Housing um, Authority, um, so that's now, you know, we did that with testing. We've been able to do with um, some of the vaccines. And so it's just, it's really been important and inviting and, and providing the on-site testing of teachers and students. And, you know, I will never forget that really that meeting that we had like, like June of last year, May, and we were like, testing <laughs> needs to happen. It has to be mandatory. You know, and we got some pushback <laughs> or like, oh, logistic. Remember that? Oh, I do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and like, you know, it, we just, yeah, so good to see all that. But there's more some specific details that, you, you know, you could share about the actual numbers. Yeah, so the high level details are in fiscal 22, the city of Cambridge will have a $748 million annual operating budget, which includes $223 million for a school department. There are no new positions as part of this budget, this year's budget, as there is still a tremendous uncertainty about revenues and shortfalls in the city and what we'll face as part of this ongoing public health crisis and as it continues. We are, as we mentioned, seeing much brighter days ahead with the virus, but there is still some financial impacts we have yet to face, um, like potential tax abatements, et cetera. There is a, also a capital budget on top of our annual budget of almost $90 million, which will be spent on things like sewer infrastructure, stormwater uh, repairs, $12.5 million for affordable housing, which is very exciting and glad to see that in there. Some building improvements uh, for DPW, their yard, um, the Moses Youth Center, ongoing fire station repairs and other things. So those those meetings um, are happening, like I said, next Tuesday and the following Tuesday. You can follow along uh, on Zoom. And uh, if you guys have questions about the budget, please let us know. We are happy to answer them. 
a couple of years ago, we did have our budget director <laughs> come on and answer some questions about the budget. It is a really, it's the, a really big part of our job is, is approving the budget, um, but it's not just, it doesn't just happen uh, in the next two weeks. It's an ongoing process with the city staff. Um, so, you know, any initiative that we've wanted to do has to get approved through the budget. Um, but that, like I said, that, that happens sort of all through the year. This is just sort of a culmination. We have a big book to read and uh, we'll be looking at that really closely next week. Yes. Huge book. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's some of the stuff. And another thing I've been working um, a lot on um, my other, my other job uh, is as chair of the school committee. So I've been pretty much very involved in the superintendent search for um, interim super uh, school uh, superintendent. Uh, we learned, uh, I'm so tired. Clearly I sound <laughs> really tired. Red leather, yellow leather. Red leather, yellow leather. Oh gosh. <laughs> uh, so as we all know, Superintendent Salim resigned uh, early January. And since then we've been, the school committee has been hard at work. There was an ad hoc um, put together and that was led by myself, member Rojas and member Weinstein and supported by our chief talent officer, Lisa Richardson. So I won't get into all the meetings that we've had, but there were a lot of meetings, a lot of things to do. We, Rachel and I actually did most like all the reference calls. So my calendar's been pretty, like it was like rise, this, that, and like making reference calls um, for, for all the candidates. And so, you know, it was, it's been a good experience. And we, last night, um, on a five to five to one present vote, we um, voted to uh, hire Dr. Victoria Greer, who ha has worked in the system before as interim. Um, it's all contingent on reaching a negotiation and, and so forth. So there will be a uh, meeting on this uh, next Tuesday um, and the committee is going to vote on you know the attorney that we're retaining to negotiate for negotiations and um going to an executive session to also talk about um terms and so forth so that's happened um uh, we'll have the school budget hearing um not this week but the week after on the, the 12th uh, the night of the 12th uh, but the budget also um passed um and yeah, there's, there's a lot on, on schools that's happening. It's kind of an interesting, exciting time. It's also, you know, I think there's a lot of stress and a lot of people are working hard and the high school is going back on Monday. Five Thank days God. Uh, <laughs> is Toby going five days? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We've seen the numbers and it's like a lot of kids have decided to stay home. Um, well, so and, I heard there were 1,200 kids going back and 800 are staying home. Is that right? For some something like that yeah i mean it's and a lot more than we're there when totally it was yeah yeah i think people are i mean i think we're seeing the older some students i think there were so there were a lot of like robin harris did some remote learning sessions or you know with families and there are all these sessions and so we're trying to get some more data on why people are making the choices they are respecting choices obviously but um you know trying to understand why um some kids have opted to stay remote. One of our students who's on the school committee, he had said that he stayed home uh, because most of his teachers right. yeah, you I, know, were home. I, I, and I think that's been a big thing for, for folks. So 
I think the other thing is I know a bunch of seniors who are like, you know, I'm done. <laughs> totally. And, like, I'm, like, why would I go back? Right. Like, it's just, you know, they have senioritis anyway. It's going to be May 10th. They're going to graduate in less than a month. Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. So I, I get that. Um, so yes, uh, my daughter went back a couple of weeks ago full time and you know she's gone all day every day it's so wild and um so we're just we're really excited about monday coming up that um you know it just it feels a little bit more normal yeah yeah <laughs> which feels really good and you know it's springtime it's it, people can get outside it just feels very different um right now than it has in any stage of the pandemic which have is- you been wearing your mask outside i have although like when i'm like when I'm walking down the street and nobody's coming, like I take it off and it's so nice. Um, but if somebody's coming and they're wearing a mask, I kind of feel like just as a courtesy, I put it back on. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I think people are in like varying degrees of whether or not they want to, I mean, we've been conditioned for a long time, right? To just fear being outside in proximity of other people and not having a mask on. So I think it's going to take people a little while and everyone's going to get there at their own, you know, their, their own, their own way. Like I I'm fully ready. Like if it wasn't for other people, (laughs) I would be fully ready to just be like, throw them out outside. Yeah. Um, I don't like, I just, I've never liked it. I never felt like it was really scientifically proven that, like I understood why we did it, right? It was like a solidarity thing, less than a science thing. I really, anyway, that's <laughs> that's how I feel about it. It's never been that like we were all gonna get COVID outside without masks on. Um, but you know, it was the thing we were all doing together, and so I think it's gonna be it's gonna take people a little while a little while to move away from that that like sort of mind shift. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about you? I mean, I think I have just a habit and I go to city hall every day. So it's like, I'm wearing it inside still. Right. Right. And so I just keep it on. Um, but I have been like kind of, you know, but yeah, I have to go to the parlor and get my eyebrows done and other <laughs> facial facial hair. <laughs> that was a nice thing about the mask, you know, you're South Asian. You, know, you got some, you have to do some grooming. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't even when you said that I was like what is she even talking about but oh I see yes yes you see you know I complain to you all the time yes now I yeah. have to bring lipstick again um oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but no <laughs> yeah I was just curious what your how it was for you but yeah what else do we have in the time we have left um libraries reopening um yeah. uh, you know I think we I think we both have questions on like the other aside the other libraries you know aside from the main library and when they're going to open um so june 2nd is when the main library will be opened by appointment to check out holes but will be limited browsing for additional items um and you can make appointments starting may 26th um and more information about library express they're calling it including service hours and appointment information will be available closer to the start of the um the the time um, and yeah, you have to wear a mask to enter the library if you're older than five, regardless of vaccination status. So that's, that's what they're telling us. So I saw this like amazing video on Twitter. Somebody posted of like people walking into the library for the first time and people were like cheering and clapping and it like, it really, 
like drove home for me like how much people love the library and how much people really missed it over the last 15 months and I think people are going to have that same reaction like I kind of want to go that first day and just watch people go in and just like be happy (laughs) yeah yeah so that's that's exciting but I I do hope that they think about quickly reopening some of the branch libraries because that's where people um you know if you if you don't have a car um your branch library you can walk to and you know the, the main library is just not that accessible to that many people it's really not um so yeah i miss the library a lot um what else is happening well the um our speaking of our seniors they are actually having not a prom they're having a semi-formal at starlight square um in early june which is really exciting i'm excited for the senior class that they're going to have this amazing uh culmination of this very strange year that they've had mm-hmm. um, they're uh, but we are at the spot putting together a semi-formal attire donations um, that are going to be available for CRLS seniors who don't, uh, who would like to have a free gently used dress or suit. Um, we have shoes, we have handbags, we have jewelry, uh, and we have a couple of really great events coming up two days at the spot, the 16th and the 17th. And then we're moving the whole shebang over to uh, CRLS so that kids, uh, students can go after school. Um, it's going to be a by appointment only. There's a flyer. I posted it on all my socials. Uh, there's a QR code that takes you right to an appointment sign up. Um, and there are pictures online of all of the dresses with the sizes on them so that if, if folks don't really don't even want to come in for an appointment, they can choose a dress right online. It's uh, it's, uh, we are also accepting donations at the spot tomorrow, Saturday, uh, May 8th from 3 to 5 p.m. The CRLS Club 4 kids are going to be there uh, accepting those donations. And um, just, I'm excited about, uh, I'm excited for our seniors, but I'm also excited that we're putting together this sort of really fun way to, to get some uh, semi formal attire. Yeah, it's a great idea. Yeah, it's a great idea. If I- I feel like I may have a dress here and there, but okay. nobody wants your dress from like. <laughs> when did I graduate? <laughs> I'm gonna bring mine too. Or I love that from 1988. <laughs> oh my gosh, mine yours probably fits you. I'm pretty sure my stuff from my school doesn't fit me anymore. Um, I actually can tell you the answer to this question. Okay. My daughter and I went like the one of the first couple of weeks of the pandemic we pulled out all of my old dresses and it does not fit. Um, it doesn't, but it's still cute. I think somebody- It's still cute. Mm-hmm. Oh, I remember how awkward it was for me. <laughs> anyway, I planned, I planned prom. How funny is that? I believe that actually. I, I was student body president. So I, I had to plan it. the damn thing. Ah! That you <sighs> and then felt awkward the whole time. Even- I was so awkward. Like- <laughs> my date like I just I don't want to talk about it I'm just like embarrassed anyway um if our meals are happening you know as you know we, <laughs> because of the pandemic we haven't been able to gather in city hall and do a whole you know um our meal together at the senior center it's usually just so it's really fun um but what we're doing is we've sponsored with local restaurants India Pavilion and Battle Kebab and um you can pick up through uh, Sunday uh, a, a, a to-go meal um, or, you know, they have some limited, um, you can, people are, you know, in the mosque as well. Um, 
at the at 204 Prospect Street. So I was there the other night. I'm going tomorrow night to say hi uh, to folks as well. So it's been nice seeing members of the community after so long. I'm so mad that that, um, that we can't gather for Iftar. Like, it's like one of my favorite events. Because it's like, everyone's in City Hall. It's so many people. It's so many people you know in City Hall. (laughs) Delicious food. I know. It's like so big. There's the prayer that happens outside. outside, Like the whole thing's awesome. I know. Stupid pandemic. And most places have never, like, I think most places don't. I mean, New York is a big one. And I, uh, one thing I, I think I told you about was I wanted to like close the sidewalks oh, out yeah. of Mass Ave and like, you know, between, you know, just maybe do it somewhere and close some sidewalks and have tables out, all everyone eating outside. Yeah. Um, this was even before the pandemic, um, but obviously no, <laughs> can't do that. But yeah, one day we'll do it. Um, and uh, on Mass Ave. That's what I'm saying, you know, like yeah. right outside and yeah, um, shut and it the, down, have a big have, party. shut it down, have a big party, like uh, next all year, all those things, all those things, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, that's all from us. I hope you have a great weekend. Um, stay safe, watch some TV, get some rest, <laughs> hug your family now that you can get vaccinated. Oh, it's so nice hugging my family. So nice hugging your family. I love hugging my mom and my dad. Oh, it's so nice. Uh, Well, everybody have a great week. Thanks for tuning in. We will be here next week to fill you in on all the budget stuff, all the fun, exciting things that are happening in the city. And we're just glad you joined us today. Bye. Bye.